Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris and Carmen DeFalco. And away we go. The final Odds Couple for 2023. We're going to talk about... Monday's semifinal games, week 17 in the NFL, kicking off last night with another team punching its ticket to this year's NFL postseason as the Browns hammer the Jets 37-20. to We'll talk Bears-Falcons. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy. We got it all covered for you. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000 presenting you with the Odds Couple. Mikey, Happy New Year, buddy. It's great to be back. Oh, Happy New Year to you too, Carmen. Guess what? I mean, everybody is doing well. You survived the vacation. You went out there to, <laughs> to Orlando, to Disney World, and you know what? You're back ready to go last week Tyler Rocky two and one I was two and oh beautiful I said, my guy is gone I got to do something including a pick I made for UAB in hoops exactly after the Carmen and Yurko show with Chris Black uh sitting in for Carmen 10 minutes after they got off the air, that thing tipped off and we won an early game. I so love it was, that. It was a lot of fun. We might have some of that today, too, because the boys are going to be on. I'll be on at about 147 yes. and 48 and uh, give my pick. But the last uh, uh, three weeks, I'm 3-1 and one in the bonus pick, 11-8 and eight now. I, I And as far as the guys are going, Carms, 21-11-2. I am now above 500 again, 24-23-5. And the producers are eight and four. Jim McGrath did a good job as the producer, and Tyler's sitting in. Can't appreciate it very much. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, like you said, Mikey just rattled off the records. It's been another winning year. Yeah. We're going to try to keep that going here. 38 and seven. It's fantastic. We'll try yeah. to keep that rolling into the new year as we hit uh, the NFL postseason here in just a couple of weeks. Like mm-hmm. I said, we'll preview both of the semifinal games on Monday night, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Uh, a little bit later on, uh, this handicapping for all these other oh. college games has been tough because, you know, you look at a game like today coming up in, uh, in a little bit here, the Sun Bowl, which is always a classic game, and it's Oregon State and it's Notre Dame, but it's a tough handicap when you're, you know, you're down to third-string quarterbacks, basically. Uh, this bowl season's been a little wacky, but we'll have, uh, we've got a much clearer picture, let's put it that way, for the big games on Monday, especially the two semifinals. I got games. a much clearer picture of the character of some of the players that decide to sit out where others play. A guy from Georgia who's going to go number one, I forget what his name, in the first round, is going to play mm. when other guys are sitting out. Yeah. I, was, I got great joy out of Caleb Williams thinking that he could tie the jersey around his neck like he was a yuppie in Lincoln Park, okay? Uh, you know, basically not want to wear it, that he'd be strutting his stuff and some unknown comes in and justifies everything I've ever said about that conference. He goes in and guess what? Mm. He's as good as the guy that uh, is strutting around. He threw six touchdowns, so yep. I got a lot of. But here's my deal: yep. I, it hasn't bothered me. I'm six and three as far as bowls. That's Usually, excellent. That's yeah, excellent. There's not. I don't have to do as much study. I just start looking at who's missing who, and who's what quarterback is missing. What, like Carm just said, who's number three? They yeah. ruined it, folks. And this is to Jay Billis, Stan Everett. With all due respect, Kirk Herbstreet, you guys had all touted people getting paid, and people getting to go wherever they want. The three of you could have done that, and maybe you wouldn't be in the positions you're in right now had you not stayed at a four-year school. So shame on everybody that wanted this. Now, maybe you wanted regulations, but the NCAA Mm. has just 
taken this bowl season and thrown it into the trash can if you want to know the truth. I don't disagree with you. I mean, in, in, we, we need, like, one whole show one day dedicated to this, I feel yes. like. Because we could go on and you on. You can't have a guy driving a Rolls and his linemen who kill for him getting gift certificates to Subway. You know, it, it, it's this. It's like it's again. We it's such what a everybody thing. wanted except uh, me, man. Yeah, and you might have been right when it was all said and done. I mean, yeah. like I think that disaster. These, I think that these there should be some like more equitable split for these players. I did always yeah, feel absolutely. that. Absolutely, that was the whole point. But, it was supposed to be regulated. But you're not. You're not wrong. Like. It's kind of been destroyed. I Tom, mean, they're <laughs> done. Arch Manning made two million bucks sitting on his rear end, and Purdy's making nine hundred grand for <laughs> oh, the 49ers. It's wild. Are you it's on? Is, is everybody since COVID has lost their minds? And college football, and including Kevin Warren at the Big Ten, threw their hands in the air during COVID, and they just decided let's just out everything that we've mm. been doing behind everybody's back. It's a shame. Yeah, what's happened to the bowl season? It is. It, it's it's, it's, it's weird. It's wild. The, the, just the college football landscape in general. I'm hoping the star is a dart, a pop tart coming out of a toaster. Yeah. That's the star of the bowl season. The good news is that I think we'll get a couple of good games on Monday night. You know, late afternoon and and, and Monday night. You mean night. the games I don't want to see? <laughs> I mean, this is a whole disaster. Yeah. Do you know Florida State? People are going to try to give them crap. I knew this would happen. They don't even want to play. As and well, I, and, and, and I, Rodemaker's leaving, right? I mean, like twenty the, of them. It's crazy. I mean, and then it's you crazy. got and then you got Georgia, and now I'm hearing Kirby Smart and the coach of Florida State talking to each other at a press conference actually sympathizing with each other. Mm. So, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that game. But these are two teams that easily should be in. And shame on Kirk Street and all these people again. Yeah. Competition is done. The bowl season is garbage. And a 13-0 team isn't in the national championship. But you're going to try to pretend that I like to see Texas instead of Florida State with mm. a bowl squad? Sorry. Mm. Yeah. With, like, a healthier quarterback and Absolutely. everything else. Yeah. And even if they did, yeah, it's wild. let me ask you something. Let's say Purdy gets hurt uh, before the playoffs. Should they lose their seed? <laughs> yeah. It's like, remember, Purdy got hurt in the NFC Championship right. game. Should they lose their seed? Should they lose their seed? Should they, because no, of course in the not. first round, drop to the fifth seed yeah. before and then reshuffle everything because they lost one guy? Right. It's all garbage. Yeah. It's all hype. And, by the way, God bless them. I love who pays my money. God bless them. But you know what? A lot of people are in bed, and I see sure. some people that used to compete that just want to hand people stuff now because of affiliation. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. All right, Bears-Falcons a little bit here, Mikey. Week 17, oh. Bears are 6-9, and nine, Falcons are 7-8, and eight, but still because of that crummy division in which they reside <laughs> and are fighting for their playoff lives here. Bears are a three-point favorite, 37 and a half. Another one of these sub-40 totals, which is, you know, we've seen uh, three times as many this year as we've seen in the last couple of years across the NFL. Weather for Sunday looking like uh, the way it's sort of looked this week, kind of dreary and gloomy, maybe some snow showers, about 34 degrees as the Falcons will travel north to take on the Bears at Soldier. This Falcons defense has been pretty legit. That's the biggest compliment we could probably give to them. 
Uh, the Bears will be in for a, a pretty good test. Falcons rank fifth on defense in EPA per play, third in success rate. They're first in rush EPA per play, one of the few teams better than the Bears in that category, and seventh in yards per play. We'll see what this Bears offense can do against a very desperate Falcons team that's got a bunch of injuries across their O-line, and Taylor Heineke's been nursing an ankle injury this week. Yeah, and they're uh, three-point underdogs in this game coming into Chicago. Bears on a roll right now. Listen, folks, they could win two in a row and surpass their victory total. And if you think if you get the over in that, they're going to get rid of their coaching staff or fields mm-hmm. or anybody else, you're all out of your mind. But I will also say this. I think Atlanta's going to give them a hell of a football game. I'm not sure what I would do with this game. I know what I would do with other things, though, involving the Chicago Bear team. I want to ask you a question, Karen, because I'm up to one of my hairbrain schemes again. <laughs> okay? Don't please don't roll the eyes until I'm done. Okay. Okay. And don't look at Charlie and just look at each other and put your hands over your face. All right? Like you guys do most of the time. I know. I see. I have a camera in the studio. Nobody knows about that. I've tried to keep it a secret. Anyway, I cannot believe Russell Wilson's going to be on the market. Mm. And I cannot believe. I thought the way that the media now is backing Sean Payton and everything. And I hadn't been paying attention. I thought this was the Russell Wilson with Hackett. I started looking at the stats. I started looking at the scores. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. The Denver Broncos scored points this year on, uh, in critical games, especially it was their defense early. They oh, lose yeah. a game 35-31. Yeah. They lose a game 70-20. to yeah. They were in every game. Then I look at the stats. He's got a chance, and I cannot believe this is a monumental day, folks. Oh, Dan Orvlowski and I are on the same oh, team. Oh, my God. Yes, we're on the same team. Now, I don't know if that's good for me or bad. Usually it's bad. Right. Okay, I'm going to say this. He said he's on pace to have 30 and 10. If you listen to my barroom show, which is on Twitter now, mm-hmm. at North to North, I did a full segment on this. If you're the Chicago Bears... You try to work out something to get Russell Wilson, who's had 30,070 yards this year, which is a low for him because he averaged seven yards a pass because Jerry Judy went down. He's not as good as he was, and they don't have a whole lot of anything else. That being said, Fields' biggest year is 2,200. Oh, yeah. Okay, and you got a 100 rating for Russell Wilson this year. He's seventh best in the NFL, Mike. And you're... Because of the money, they don't want to start him the last two games. That's all it is. If he was, I'm telling you now, and Peyton and him don't get along maybe. If he's on the market, I'm going to ask everybody this. I hear these Bear fans, Carm, saying, no, we want to build a quarterback. We want our own guy. We're We're incapable, folks. The architect uh, license has been taken away from the Bears as far as beating a quarter, uh, getting our own quarterback. Look at the teams. That win Super Bowls are in the playoffs. Like Goff from another place. Like Stafford from another place. Mm. Like Wilson, who I'd hope could come to the Bears because guess what? What would the odds be with Russell Wilson with these stats as our quarterback with a better complement of stars like Komet, DJ Moore, uh, the, other, the other kid becomes better. Your running back complement. I think we'd be uh, a challenge for that division next year. You know, uh, he's a quarterback with uh, that has, in years past, uh, thrown for 4,000 yards. Bears have never had that. Uh, his quarter, his his quarterback rating, like we said, is seventh best in the NFL this year. His touchdown interception ratio is better than three to one. Like we kill better for than that, golf. You know? Yeah, it, I mean, it's, be- it's better than a lot of guys. Carm. All he, I'm but, saying is this. You want to keep Justin Fields. I don't care what you do, but I'm telling you right now, you got that guy in the market. We're a quarterback away, a yeah. Super Bowl-type quarterback away, a winner. 
from getting out of a, a ticklish situation where they don't want to pay him that money. They should have never given to anybody in the same division as Mahomes. But they just don't want to pay the guy. He's not been a distraction. I'm hearing he's not liked in the clubhouse. How did he last 10 years in Seattle? I mean, this is all nonsense. Kind Go of, out and get him. Yeah, well, the, the, well, my only fear there is that, you know, I don't want to start trading high draft picks for a 35-year-old quarterback. Yeah, I don't know what point. they would do with that. I think That's the big the thing is the financial thing, Carm. It is. Now, if because they just wait, like if they year. cut him, I mean, yes. geez, you know, that's interesting. So would you? Let me ask you something. We're going to go with Justin Field or Bajan, or we're going to bring in some hobo next year. Or you could have Russell Wilson as your quarterback. With this defense and with DJ Moore. We win the division. It's kind of interesting. What would we be? 3-1? to 4-1? to 4-1? to one? I'm telling you. Man, and, and with the and fields, one, yeah. we we're not going to even be close to that. Yeah, that's interesting. We got a defense. We got Santos. People go, boy. How did you call? I knew four years ago. He he's made us forget Robbie Gold. We got everything right. set except one position for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to think that just a year. Did you guys in, bring I, that up at all? I haven't heard. Yeah, but you've been it, I mean, we it was when Yurko and I went on the air Wednesday. It was just breaking, and it was. I, I guess I wouldn't say I thought he was I garbage did. or something. He did something wrong. No, I love the guy. I, I mean, look, they had their little five-game winning streak. Um, it just wasn't good enough. Like you said, the defense failed them early in the year. I don't think Russ was terrible this year. No. I agree with you. Like, you can't have a 100 rating, yeah. have, have 30 and 10. Have, by the way, he was told to keep it short. He doesn't have stretchers, long-run uh, ends, wide receivers that can, can stretch the field anymore. He did what he had to do. I even heard Ryan Clark, well, the last three games he didn't do as well. Are you out of your mind? I mean, th- he's still one of the top quarterbacks in football. They just don't want to pay the money. Yeah, they don't, I don't think Sean was ever married to the idea with him. He and wants another Drew Brees that yeah. he can take credit for. Yeah. And that this new guy, it ain't going to be him. Yeah. All right, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk to Luke Pergandy. Yep. Somebody sold that Brock Purdy ticket. Oh, uh, thank God, goodness no. he did. I mean, it's, Yeah, but how about the guy that bought it? Well, this MVP race, let's talk about it with Luke coming up. Okay. It is pretty wild in the NFL. So we'll uh, pick Luke's brain a little. We'll see what's hot at Prop Swap. Uh, we'll preview uh, more of the action around the NFL and the semifinal games on Monday night. We'll get some ponies with Jim Miller later as well. So don't go anywhere, folks. We are coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Each and every week, Mike and Carmen with you. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Simple as that. With you every Friday recording the Odds Couple podcast for you. You can catch up uh, on demand all weekend long. You can listen Saturday morning to the Encore replay. And it's time to talk to one of our favorite guests. And we know he's happy today after his beloved alma mater, Arizona, knocked off Oklahoma with an impressive fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, I bet Oklahoma again. They they burn me just like Texas. Always, right? Yep. In the uh, the Alamo Bowl uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring him in. Yeah, I was Davey Crockett. Right. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline, one of the founding members from PropSwap.com and the PropSwap app. It is Luke Pergandy. Oh, Purdy. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. The Brock Purdy ticket we talked about for a few weeks. Somebody bought it. Uh, you know, God bless the guy that was smart enough to sell it for the buyer. Not so good after Purdy lays an egg and had a real clunker. Um, but it, it, listen, a, a couple of things. We talk about the beauty of what you guys do at PropSwap all the time. I mean, it really is a great money-making opportunity for people that get 
invested uh, in futures wagers. Uh, yeah, there's you know there's a loser in all this, and it's it's the buyer, but uh, that's that's the nature of the beast. It also speaks to how crazy this NFL. MVP races, Luke. I've never seen anything like this. We're going into week 17. For the odds to be changing the way they have as much, for Purdy to go from the favorite down to 20 to 1. Which was uh, criminal. It, it, it's it's pretty wild yeah. in a lot of regards, Luke, to like see how crazy this race has been. But it's also the beauty of what you guys do at PropSwap where people can still make money. Totally. Yeah, I think uh, I you know we, this is always a huge event on PropSwap. I think back to a couple seasons ago where Russell Wilson was the front runner at the halfway point. He was like minus 200. Honestly, like week nine, Russell Wilson was minus 200. And Aaron Rodgers just had mm-hmm. an incredible second half of the season. And he ended up winning the award for the second time. And yeah, I, it's, we've talked about this a bunch. It's a quarterback's award. So, and for better or for worse, I, I think they literally, you know, invented the offensive player of the year award just so they can, basically give this give that award to the best non quarterback and the MVP basically just goes to a quarterback. So I think it's gonna be Lamar. His stats are not that good this year, They're but not. you know, it, it really just goes to best uh to the quarterback on the best team. That's really what this award boils down to. Which is silly. I, I get it that Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill obviously has sat a couple of games so He's probably not going to win, but Christian McCaffrey to me is clearly having the best season for a player. But um, I do think Lamar Jackson still wins it unless he goes into Miami and they just get destroyed by the Dolphins. And you know that well, then it maybe flips back to CMC or maybe even Purdy still is somewhat alive if if Lamar gets destroyed by Miami. Or like if let's say you think Miami is the side this like if you think Miami is going to go into Baltimore and win instead of betting Miami. Hell, at this point, put a wager on Tua. At, he's like eighteen to one. I mean, I'm just yeah. like, it's not crazy to think that if if you like Miami and Miami wins this weekend and Tua throws for three oh five on that defense and three touchdowns and doesn't turn it over, and Miami wins. Like, or you could put some money yeah. on McCaffrey banking that or, uh, John, uh, Jackson's going to have a bad game. There you go, one of the two. Like, yeah. that's the way you should play it at this point, right? Totally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you figure so. Miami is a three and a half point dog. Mm-hmm. They are plus one forty eight right. on the money line. So uh way better return by yeah. betting on Tua yeah. to win MVP if they if they go up to Baltimore and just, yep. you know, destroy Baltimore, which is possible. I yep. mean, everyone thought going into last week's game that the Niners were gonna destroy Baltimore exactly. in in San Francisco, in Santa Clara. And obviously the opposite happened. But, like, going into the game, like, everyone thought the Niners were just a juggernaut, which they still are. They, they obviously played poorly. But, um, you know, this, this, this sport is a week-by-week season. So, uh, yeah, I agree. The way better value on grabbing a Tua MVP ticket than just taking the Dolphins money line. Yep. Uh, you know what? I got a couple here. A couple uh, a comeback player of the year. Flacco should probably get it. I, you know what? Oh, if I want, to, I think a Hamlet should get the Heart Association Man of the Year award because he didn't come back and really play. And I don't care. I know he had a heart attack, but my father had two heart attacks. He waited for an ambulance for 20 minutes, and he couldn't. You know, I mean, basically sat in the in our chair till the ambulance came. This guy had had uh, seven EMTs, a doctor. If you're going to have a heart attack, have it in front of uh, 15 trainers, doctors, and neurologists. Yeah. And 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 that's basically what he has done. He's come back, and we pr- appreciate it. But I like Flacco one, and I want to find out where he's at. And also, I brought up. 
Kevin Stefanski three weeks ago. Amen. Line, I'm glad you brought that back in up. In line with Flacco, I remember we were saying, and we didn't necessarily, nobody disagreed, but he was known as a dark horse. I think he's the favorite he now. Is. He and Campbell. I think, going. I, I think he and Campbell are kind of like, I looked yesterday and they were both like around a two-to-one price for Campbell and Stefanski. I think, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. I think you nailed it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Guys, they've lost both their tackles. Four quarterbacks. They're down to their fourth quarterback. And, and Chubb. they're 11-5. And, five. I and, mean, or, and I, they I, lost I, Nick Chubb. I, I totally agree that it should be Stefanski over Campbell. Yeah. I, I like, typically when you give it to a guy like Dan Campbell, who, you know, last year was the turnaround story. Like, typically right. when you're giving it to a guy who – uh, has turned around a team like they already looked great last year. Now I get the division uh, aspect here. They haven't won the division in 30 years. But I they get were the that. favorite anyway, Luke, right? I mean, like they That's were correct. the favorite to win the division. Correct. Correct. So it's like, I, I agree. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a better job with the roster he's given. To me, that, that's the spirit of this award. Yeah. Which coach outperformed his roster and made his team better than he should have been. And I, I agree that Kevin Stefanski has done a better job than Dan Campbell has given both of their respective rosters. Yeah, you would have loved to have that ticket when the price was a little bit longer because now, like I said, he's uh, down to about 2-1. to one. But I, I, think that's the, I think that's the winner. And Mike did bring it up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the little run here that Flacco's been on has been very impressive. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to think. Well, that, what like do you, you said, guys they lost think? Chubb, four quarterbacks. They lost both their tackles. It's insane to think that they've, uh, you know, they're still well, sitting here now in the playoffs. Well, I um, mean, I, I know that the bleeding hearts, that's I mean, what I used to call it, will be saying Hamlin deserves it, but he didn't really play. I guess he was I involved know. in a handful of plays. And you know what? He stood on the sidelines <laughs> while this guy Flacco was sitting on his couch, couldn't get a job, tried to get one. Green Bay turned him down a couple of and then he walks in. He's thrown four three hundred yard ga- uh, three hundred yard plus games. He's just slinging the ball all over. And I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Boy, so what the, do you guys the, think? The Jets should have brought him back. I mean, you think about it. Um, has he played enough? Like he's only going to play six games. Is he played enough? He's breaking records. I know. <laughs> I know. It's pretty incredible. Has Hamlin played enough? You just answered the question. If, yeah, if, you're if, right. I mean, Flacco's played, played more than yeah, Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. where do you stand I, I, on I that? Can buy it. It look? I can buy it. Yeah, I I would still think Hamlin's going to win this thing, Mike, wow. just because of how much drama there was last season around that event. Um, yeah, I I still think Hamlin's going to win it. Luke, do you I, know anybody Blacker, that had a heart attack that got administered to thirty seconds later? Well, he right? didn't. He had more than a heart attack, though. I mean, remember his heart stopped. Well, so does everybody yeah. that has a heart attack, Is basically. That, yeah. How many times you heard his story? We brought him back from the dead. What yeah. do you think the panels are for? Yeah. But the panels for my dad came twenty minutes later with the ambulance. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, these dad. He was right there. I just think you got to play the play something. I just think yeah. you got to play. I think. I, yeah. I, it's like a sentimental thing, though. Award. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. Walter Payton Award would be good. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, like, uh, obviously, and we talked about the quarterback thing, like Flacco also plays a more important position than DeMar Hamlin does. Mm-hmm. So I get that side, but I still, just because of how, I know. I get um, how big of a deal this event was last year, it's kind of like bleeding into this year, yep. and you couldn't really give it to him last year. So um, I just think from a sentimental perspective, they're going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Some, some of these awards, Mike, like, I get it. Logic doesn't always prevail. <laughs> right. You know, it. it's like it. this: the Heisman and MVP. Like, oh yeah, the MVP should be who is the most who is who had the best season at their position. But no, we say, well, Lamar Jackson 
is quarterback for a team that maybe it's John Harbaugh, maybe it's you know the running game, maybe it's Dave Flowers. Like, there's a bunch of reasons, uh, and of course, you know Roquan Smith missed him on the Bears. There's a bunch of reasons the Ravens are good, but we're just going to give it to Lamar because he's the quarterback. Like, that doesn't really make sense either. Yeah. Luke, listen, have a wonderful New Year, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you in 2024. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the semifinal games on Monday night. We'll catch up next Friday, bud. Thanks, guys. Yeah, plenty of college football tickets for sale. So take a look if you're uh, watching the games. There's better value there betting futures than just picking a, a side, you know, picking Texas uh, minus four. So. Take a lot. But, yeah, enjoy the New Year's, guys. Talk to you in 2024. All right, buddy. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, there's Luke Pergandy on the car. Oh, happy New Year. Happy New Year to Luke. And, yeah, check out the app. Make sure you get the free prop oh, swap app. And check it out. Three weeks ago, I was lapped at in the lunchroom. No, you were uh, you nailed that, and I, and I think he should win it. I really do. I, I yep. and nothing, no disrespect to Campbell or the Lions. Well, yeah, but didn't Campbell but... cost his team a game by punting from his own yeah, thirty? He might have. Yeah. No, he said he admitted yeah, it. He goes, he "That was a bad call by yep. me." Yeah, I think it should be Savansky. Everything agree. they've gone through now to be eleven and five is impressive. Yep. Coming up, we're going to preview the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. We'll look at some of the big games in Week Seventeen in the NFL. Don't go anywhere. More to do, folks. We're coming right back inside the odds couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Every week, we are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. All right, Monday, late afternoon and evening. Let's uh, get into a Mikey Rose Bowl Alabama, Michigan, 4 o'clock our time. Michigan's still sitting at about a one-and-a-half point favorite total in the game, just 44-and-a-half. Nick Saban has been the head coach at Alabama since 2007. This will be just the 12th time in that span that his team likely goes off as an underdog. You're almost picking the winner here, though, at just about one, one-and-a-half. Saban yeah. is 6-and-5 straight up. And 6-4-1 and one against the spread in those previous 11 games in which his team is an underdog. That was the case uh, about a month ago when they upset Georgia. I don't think he's been a dog to a non-SEC opponent in like 10 years. Uh, that is incredible. Uh, let's face it, this Bama team is hitting its stride at a good time, Mike. I mean, they go in... Pretty hot here, averaging a little more than 37 points per game uh, over its last nine. That's a full touchdown more than the Crimson Tide averaged in their first four games. Uh, strength on strength, though, I guess you'd say. Michigan's defense against this Bama offense. I mean, the Wolverines have allowed just nine and a half points per game, fewest in the FBS, third in EPA per dropback this year, fourth in yards per play allowed. Very, very impressive stats. But we still kind of question that Michigan resume just a little because they Absolutely. didn't play a brutally tough schedule this no, year. No, and uh, you know what? It's basically a picket game. I have no play on this game, folks. I wish I did. Uh, but, you know, it could go either way. Jim Harbaugh, it's a big game for him. But it's also a, game, a big game for J.J. McCarthy. Yes, it is. Uh, if he beats Alabama, puts up a couple touchdowns, his draft stock goes up. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people even in Chicago like him. Uh, but uh, I, this would be a no play for me. I don't know if you got a read on this I don't game. I really. I don't even have a lean. I don't really, Mike. I don't have a play on it either. I don't even have a short lean. I, 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 me either. I don't think I'm going to be involved in this game no at way. all. Um, like if you forced me to say, I'd come love on, to just take Michigan, 
but I can't do it. I can't do it either. No. And, and I and maybe he'll go out and he'll prove me wrong again. I, I this there's I have no way. Our job is to give the people what we've been giving them winners or leans or what have you. We did good on our leans last week. Yeah. And it, but but that we can't just say I like this team and just well, because then we'd be like seventy five percent of the shows on TV and yeah, on radio. So we don't do We're it. We're not doing we it. We don't we don't do it. And listen, I I want to love JJ McCarthy. He's a local kid. Um, he's I, I Irish just, and he's a local kid. Right. Want to love him. And he's a hell of a man. Hell of a man. Uh, I just like, and he's had a month to get healthy, and that might be a big difference. But listen, the Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa games, all right? Those are the three toughest mm-hmm. games that, that Michigan had to play. Those are the three best defenses they played. The Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa games. He threw for 118 yards a game. He didn't even pass one game. Well, I know. In the second, the one, second in the half. second half, one touchdown, one interception. I just, against, it's just a good game plan. We can't penalize him because Harbaugh says hand the ball off every yeah. time. Yeah, I just, like, I understand I question, where you're coming from. Can though. he make you know, enough th- plays? Yeah, I get you, Carb. Yeah. I, you know what? We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, the, the the kid, like you said, from Alabama's on the roll. Bill Rose, yeah. he's on the roll. Yep. So we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll Don't play for me though. Seven forty-five Monday night, the late game, the Sugar Bowl. I do have a lean in this game. I did grab a piece of Washington at plus four. Me I, too. I figuring it was going to go down, right, Mike? And it is. Now we're looking at three and a half. Might be a field goal. So I we grabbed got it, it at a good four. time. Yeah. My I, lean here is Washington. It's Texas, Carm. Look, I took Oklahoma yesterday. Mm. It said take Oklahoma. Every time they're supposed to win, even if they're an underdog, they can't. They have been torturing me forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a damn who the coach has been. And I think in Texas is the same way. I think Washington, you know, they've been hearing the <laughs> They could go thirteen and old man, yeah. and 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 they got a pretty good quarterback uh, themselves. So we'll see what happens. Yours is good. Uh, they got a good future. Um, Sarkeesian, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Rebuilt the program, but I just lean to uh, Washington. Yeah, I'm with you. My lean here is Washington. I've got a piece of it as well. Mike and I both mm-hmm. have a little piece of Washington at right. plus four. I love the story. Penix has been great. Thirty six total touchdowns this year. Runner up for the Heisman. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, as an underdog has been money in the yep. bank. This is his fourth season as a head coach. Two at Fresno State. Two at Washington. And these players didn't leave. They're all here. And they're all there. And he's seven and one against the number when taking points. I love there that. The one thing that scares me a little is Washington's, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, just not nearly oh, as absolutely. dominant. Outside the top 65 in yards per play allowed, outside the top 50 in defensive EPA per play. So that scares me a little, but I think this offense will do enough to keep this a really close game. And who knows, Mike, this could go down to a last-second field goal by Texas or Washington when it's all said and done. Yeah, which is fine with us if yeah. we have Washington. Yep. We'll take last-second field goals for uh, 500, Alex. You know, that's just the way it is. I just like... Uh, Texas has let me down, has let the, the state down, has yeah. let the school down so many times. So I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I'm going with Washington. Absolutely. Here. All right, back to the NFL a little bit in Week 17. We talked about this game when we talked about the MVP race a little with Luke Pergandy. Mm-hmm. Dolphins will be on the road at Ravens, one of the better games of the weekend. Baltimore at home, laying three and a half total in the game, 46 and a half. Uh, Patrick Queen, one of the linebackers for the Baltimore Ravens, maybe giving uh, McDaniel and the Dolphins a little bulletin board material this week, talking about the style that the Dolphins play. Oh, I heard them. We'll see. Uh, how I agree with them. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you, this is another one. We like we were talking about that Michigan Alabama strength on strength. I mean, this is great offense meets great defense. The Dolphins lead the NFL in points per game. They're second in yards per play. They're third in EPA per play. The Ravens. On the flip side, that defense has been outstanding, uh, uh, leading the NFL in yards per play allowed, second in EPA per play, sixth in success rate. So this is really strength on strength, 
Uh, I kind of like the Dolphins a little bit here, getting more than the field goal. Both teams in a big spot, though, as uh, Baltimore tries to lock up the top seed with a win. I don't like either team as far as betting it, but uh, you know what? It, it, this is where the rubber meets the road. I mean, uh, you know, Tua could have a big game, yeah. uh, and Jackson could. We, we were just talking to Luke about it could stink. I don't know what's going to happen here. It's the NFL, which means week by week. Uh, that's why the league has been the way it's been. It's inconsistent with its quarterback play. Here you got totally. two pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah. No play for me. None. You realize how many quarterbacks have taken a snap this year, to your point, Mike? It's like 67 quarterbacks. It's wild. And I wild. thought the, safe, the new rules would help them. The, uh, you know what? The, these guys used to play uh, it, 20 years ago under any circumstances. These guys now, uh, you know, and the quarterback play, the backups are not as – you know, nobody talks about this. In the old days, you had Steve Bowler, for instance, or Don Strzok, mm. guys who played in the league 9, 10 years that knew how to play the position. You know, and that you know what's funny? You got guys now, the backups like Tommy DeVito, for God's sake. I like the guy. <laughs> I know. You want to love him, but. Well, yeah, but then I hear Tyrell Taylor's playing, right? Yeah, yes. And yes. and Mr. DeVito's upset. Go, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> and then I see Tyrell Taylor bounces a, a short touchdown into the ground. All the quarterbacking is bad this year. Oh, my God. I mean, right? a lot of it has been. A lot of it has been. And it's a shame that this game I don't have a play on, and there's pretty good quarterbacks on here. But yeah. I think yep. it's an even game. Yeah. Panthers-Jags, I bring that up only because it's important for the Bears. One more loss for Carolina. The Bears will be assured of the number one overall pick in April. Can you figure out the Jags? I can't. Four straight losses. They're still atop that Can mediocre you figure out Jacksonville? No, I can't figure out. That's what I'm saying. I can't figure them out, Mike. Arm, I got. I know that you're a Swifty. Okay. <laughs> I got a, I heard a joke on Twitter. Not okay. heard it. I saw it. Two mediocre talents with long blonde hair. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Trevor Lawrence. All right. I mean, I'm just saying. That, that was pretty good. That's but all I'm going to say is. That's outstanding. <laughs> well, I mean, because, but, I, but, but Trevor Lawrence. I can't figure it out, Mike. Right? He I holds mean, the ball. They talk about Justin holding the ball. Hmm. If nobody's open, he won't want to try to throw it away. He'll take the sack. What's they, wrong with you? They've got four straight losses. Now, yes. because they're in that division, it's sort of mediocre at best. The Jags, Colts, and Texans are all 8-7. and seven. So it's a tight race. But the Jags own the tiebreakers. They're still atop that division yeah. with four straight losses. I just wouldn't trust them to cover by no. margin of six. You know, they're 7-7 seven and seven against the numbers of favorites since the start of last year. Not a game I want to tangle with. I only bring it up because we should all be Jags fans this weekend, whether they win by margin or not. If, like I said, if they beat Carolina, the Bears are assured to have the top pick. So, Well, we're going to get that. Yeah, I think so. It's looking right. like it. It's looking like it. I don't know what we're going to do with it. I know Poles doesn't know what he's going to do with it. Carm, I know you don't know what they're going to do with it. Nobody knows what they're going to do with it. I want Marvin Harrison. Then I want two, three, and four. We got three, four, five more picks. I want linemen. Yeah. And then for the fifth pick, the fifth round or fourth round, you ready for this? Yeah. I want a quarterback. Quarterback. You know who my quarterback is? Penix. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. 28 Sam touch. Hartman. You know why? He played the position, knows how to play it. I'm not saying he's a starter. He's a guy that could be. He's a guy that had 28 touchdowns, what, seven interceptions, had a, a – he, he added some offense to Notre Dame. They don't have the record they have without him. They did hit the skids at the end. He did hit the wall, but he's a fourth or fifth round pick. You're not really taking a big chance right. like you would if you take yeah. one of the first round guys. More of a developmental think? guy, yeah. Do you yeah. like him? I love Sam Hartman. He's sort like, of like I, your guy, Howell. I, I, I love him. I, I've loved I him at Wake. I, I mean, like, I think he's Just a, bring him in fifth or sixth. Yeah, and he's one of those older quarterbacks. You know, he's going right. to come into the league as an older guy like a lot of these guys now. With the, not uh, saying he's going to be lights out, but, I mean, yeah. come on. I like the idea of a... Uh, yeah, 
somewhere a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson, Hartman, uh, they trade. I've been hearing, listen, doesn't it scare the Bears that three or four teams are interested in Justin Field? I'm hearing Atlanta's interested. I've heard the same. I'm hearing Pittsburgh's interested. Listen to this. I'm hearing the Raiders are interested. Mm. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, if you're Ryan Pauls and you're hearing these people are interested, maybe you want to bring them back, but doesn't it solidify your decision if you do? If other teams want them? Seriously. Maybe you get a nice haul for him. I don't know. It depends uh, yeah. on what the Bears Agreed. think. All Agreed. right, coming up next, we will get ponies from Jim Miller, and then we're going to oh, give yeah. you our best bets. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. And during the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, we'll give you some best plays here in just a few minutes. But let's get ponies for this holiday weekend. We go to one of the best in the business from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on X at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us on the Car X Tyronado guest hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, one of the weirdest sports anomalies occurs this weekend, and it occurs in horse racing because every thoroughbred registered in the Northern Hemisphere has a birthday on January 1st. So no matter when they were born, January 1st is their racing birthday. So all those two-year-olds become three, the three-year-olds become four, and so on and so forth. So really kind of cool to see just the transition. And what it means is kind of the start of the derby season, too. Mm. But it's one of those things that holds true in racing. So in the breeding industry, you always want to breed to kind of have that full drop in January or February, but you can't have it drop at the end of December either. Right. So uh, all the two-year-olds uh, on Monday become three, and those are the horses that we'll start looking at for the Derby. Right, Jimmy? Exactly. And what you're going to see now, Carm, is Oaklawn Park is in full swing. Gulfstream Park is in full swing. Same with the fairgrounds. These are the places that over the course of the next few months, you'll start to see those Derby preps pop up. So it's smaller points early on, and then as they build into that first week of April, then you're going to see those 100-point races. But as we get closer, we will start focusing on those derby preps because I can tell you, as of right now, it's completely wide open. There's no standout. There's mm. no horse that I don't even know if they've even set foot on the track yet that could be a horse that could win the derby. Hmm. What's the excitement like to see a two-year-old horse that's going to have a birthday coming up? And that's one big party, by the way. All the horses have the same birthday. But <laughs> what's it like... I got to imagine it's like a scout if the horse is really good as a two-year-old who sees Mike Trout for the first time as a rookie or or as a, a collegian or something like that. Is that what we're looking at here? I mean, can you tell in the barn uh, which two-year-old, just by the way they run around, wrap around, the energy level, which horse is going to be that, or is it just got to be on the track, Jimmy? You know what, it's so much similar, Mike, to something like looking at an athlete. Like you talk about Mike Trout. Just look at his build. Look yeah. at how strong he is. Look at how big he is. You see the same for these two-year-olds. A lot of them are a little bit more on the slighter side. They're trying to gain weight. They're trying to get up there. They're maybe eight or 900 pounds when they step foot on the racetrack. But then every once in a while, you'll see kind of that hulking mass of a horse, that horse that's 1,000 pounds, 1,100 pounds, full of muscle, those horses that have performed early on in their career. And I can tell you, these guys do get excited about those horses. It's the reason they nominate early for the Triple Crown, because they do kind of get those stars in those eyes. But they're, they're really looking at that right now early on. 
that's what they breed for. That's what they want to try to do. But, yeah, you are starting to see some of those horses pop out now. All right, Jimmy, before we get to our wagers for the weekend, just give us uh, the holiday schedule over at the track. I mean, football, yep. you know, Saturday, Sunday with the NFL, the, the semifinal games and all the other bowl games on uh, New Year's Day. Give us the rundown for the schedule and what's happening at the book. I'll tell you, it's busy at the book because you do have all those games going on. It's busy for racing, too, Carmen, Mike, because we're racing not only Friday night, but we're racing New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at Hawthorne, so people can come out, they can watch and wager on the races along with all the games. We'll get done a little bit earlier so everybody can enjoy the New Year's Eve festivities, but we are going to have racing all weekend long, so it will be very busy over at Hawthorne. All right, where are we wagering this weekend, buddy? All right, two tracks, Gulfstream Park and Santa Anita. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. Last week, we had a couple of runner-up horses that actually posted a positive ROI for us, so that was a great thing. Start at Gulfstream Park, race number eight. We're going to bet the four horse, full count Felicia across the board, a horse that ships cross-country for a stakes race. Then go to Gulfstream race 10, the three. Grand Aspen is eight to one, tactical speed. We'll bet that one across the board. Then Santa Anita, race number one. The 11 horse, 8-1 to one on Olympic runner, a horse Ooh. that comes flying late, but some good value, guys. I love the 8-1. to one. All right, Gulfstream, two races, uh, race 8, the 4 horse across the board, race 10, the 3 horse across the board, and then out west at Santa Anita. First race, the 11 horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money for the new year. Absolutely. Happy New Year, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. Same to you guys. Good luck. Give me! There's our guy, Jim Miller, over at Hawthorne. All right, Mikey, without further ado, for the last time in 2023, let's roll into some best plays, my friend. And what a 2023 it's been, ladies and gentlemen. The odds couple continue to make money for you, not only for you, but the people around the nation that listen to us on the ESPN 1000 app. We're doing it again. I mean, we're just going to keep on rolling. I don't know if I got more than one pick. I do love one pick, which is the Ohio State-Missouri game. okay? Okay, yeah. The under, ladies and gentlemen, to me, when I think Ohio State and Missouri, I, before I even decided to look at what the total was, I looked at a 40 to 28 score, and then I see it's 50. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some defense played here. Once again, most of the players should be back. I think that Ohio State wants to uh, show people what maybe Ryan mm. Day's probably a little sore from what happened. He's been hearing it. But I'm going to take the under 50, maybe go up to 51 by the time uh, the game kicks off. All right, under in uh, tonight's game, the Missouri-Ohio State yes, game. Sir. Love it. I'm, I'm going to just give one, too. I mean, Mike and I both told you we, we do we have a piece do of Washington. No, we don't. And we both like Washington. Our leans were on Washington. Yeah, we both lean. have a little piece of that. A little lean on the Huskies on Monday night. We won't Monday bring night. it up unless we win. Exactly. Right. Um, but I will give you uh, – I'm going to give out the Saturday NFL game, uh, the Lions and the Cowboys – we're going to go ahead and uh, lay the five and a half with the Cowboys. I know that number is sort of sitting in kind of a dead zone, but uh, yeah. I think this is a touchdown win for the Cowboys. Back home in Big D after back-to-back road losses. Look, the Cowboys are undefeated at home this year. They're an NFL best 20-5 and five straight up at home since 2021. They're an impressive 17-8 and eight against the spread. In Big D, they average more than 30 points per game. Uh, and I think maybe the Lions in for a little bit of a letdown after clinching their first ever NFC North title last weekend. Look, in that game against the Vikings, Mike talked about the bad quarterback play. From an EPA per play standpoint, the Vikings were better than the Lions on early downs. The Vikings averaged nearly two and a half yards uh, per play more 
than the Lions. But Nick Mullins threw four interceptions, including an atrocious one to end that game down at the goal line. I mean, yeah, like Mike nailed it. Just it's kind of been the story of the quarterback play all year. But on on a down, like a series to series, down to down basis, the Vikings in some metrics were better. So I think the Cowboys win by a touchdown. We'll lay five and a half as they're back home. That's a good pick, and that's your only one. By the way, I mean, I have a guy that comes on the power show and he says. He's a big Detroit fan. He goes, see, see, you. the last time you won, Bobby Lane wore my mother's pot from the stove on his head, That's and great. there were no decals on the side of the helmet, and there were no face masks. So don't it. start crawling. Don't start. Win something. Yeah, exactly. All right? And All right. The, in the meantime, we got our buddy, our producer's been 8-4. Charlie, what's up, buddy? What do you like, buddy? I, I'm going to take the points in that Carolina-Jacksonville game. I think Jacksonville's just been in a, in a tailspin yeah. for the last few month or so in Carolina I know they lost that game last week they were right there though yeah you started yep, to see some things from them that you like obviously I'm not picking them to win because we don't want to mess up that, that right. draft pick but you'll got, take but the six yeah I'll take the love six. love it no I don't mind it at all yeah ja- I wouldn't want to bet yeah they were my pick on this go- on the, on the uh, show last week Excellent. Carolina came through Excellent. All right, boys. Listen, now we thank Charlie Bevins for producing today. Thanks to Eric Ostrowski. Thanks to Brennan and everybody else that helps out throughout the course of the year. Uh, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And thank you for listening. It's been another awesome year. We're going to be back uh, in 2024. We'll see everybody again next Friday. But Mikey, you and B have a wonderful, uh, happy, happy new year. Enjoy all the wagering this weekend, my friend. And we'll uh, catch up again next Friday, okay? So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.